Welcome to Burning Bright, a weekly podcast presenting poetry and prose from Passager. December 7th is National Letter Writing Day, the day we put down our digital technology and reconnect with pen and paper. It reminds us of the power of the written word and the enduring significance of handwritten letters in our lives. We'll start our tribute to letter writing with Andrew Brown's epistolary poem, To Ted from the Bitter Roots. Ted, we miss you in the Bitter Roots. We're here hunting bear like you and I did so many years ago. There's still much snow in the high timber, but you can see the tracks, and the bear has come down to the meadows. We made camp in a grove of aspen, and the wind blows sweet with larch and jack pine. Tonight the stars seem close enough to touch, and the moon's a silver dollar. I don't suppose I really care if we kill a bear. Fact is, I just assume we didn't. Who needs the Hemingway thing? It's being here in the high country that matters, because it's all still here, and a bear has come down from his cave. For me, just knowing the old fellow is out there beyond the firelight is enough. Be well, my friend, and know that here under a shooting star's arc you're missed, yet held in friendship by the flight of light across the sky. To Ted from the Bitter Roots, Andrew Brown from his book, The Chuggalug King, and other stories. We get a lot of letters here at Passager, mostly cover letters accompanying submissions, but other kinds of letters too. Since we're celebrating National Letter Writing Day, a few excerpts from some of those. First, from Ben. Dear Editors, My introduction to literature came by way of my grandmother, who could recite epic poems from memory, and do so leaving my imagination soaring wildly. Through the years, her influence remained with me, as I began to write in the rhyme-schemed and metered tradition. Later, after gaining greater exposure to 20th century writers, I developed a taste also for free verse poetry, as represented initially by the work of World War I poets like Seeger, Sassoon, Delamere, and Brooke. That further opened my eyes to the ever more reactionary, though highly creative poetry, of the postmodern era, with its rejection of conventional syntax, grammar, and formatting. While I must admit to having been often tempted to reproduce the kind of writing that seems to engage today's readership, I have failed at every turn. It seems my voice, such as it is, will not stand for it will have its way. Thus, I continue to nurture it by reading Yeats, Hausman, Dickinson, Frost, Auden, and yes, Shakespeare. That said, I humbly submit to you my poems, as well as a piece of prose, its content the result of my own experience. Here's another, this one from Sharon. Dear reader, these poems have grown out of reading and pondering life as I enter my ninth decade limited somewhat now by a major stroke as well as age. I have had a full life, from the death of my mother when I was three, through the years of growing up in a male-centered family and rural community, a stint in the Navy, working my way through college, raising three children, assisting a loving mathematician husband on a small farm, teaching public school, working publishing, earning a Ph.D. late in life 
and finally teaching at a small liberal arts college in rural New York State until retirement. Now, I read, write, sing, play and record her ensembles, and watch the weather and the flora and fauna nearby. May you enjoy at least one of these poems. W.B. wrote this next one. Dear those in whom great power is invested, with a conscripted army of monkeys and typewriters turned laptops, I have managed to plagiarize their pages into one or two stories that might be worth the time of a hungry gatekeeper. And I submit this one to you. Not much more to say, except that, unfortunately, I meet your age requirement. Our mothers pounded into us that a Southerner can never thank someone enough. So thank you again. And that's a good segue to that subgenre of letters, the thank you note. Dear KK and the rest of the passenger staff, Your magazine makes me want to be more human. Television suddenly turned off so I can hear a more real hum playing the ocean in my shell as it tastes a tiny beach ball or pearl rolling out of ear-like mouth. My shell is a little cracked, but has good intentions, because you have a very good magazine. Signed, John. This last note's from Brian. I recently picked up one of your books by Jean L. Connor, A Cartography of Peace, at a local used bookstore in western North Carolina. Somehow, this beautiful little book made its way through miles and years to end up in front of me, a 54-year-old graduate student. This book has become a real friend for me, and I simply wanted you, your staff, and the author to know that your good work is never finished. You grow these books, but unlike flowers, they never stop blooming. Or perhaps more to the point, they endlessly recede as this one has in me. Thank you. And thank you to our writers, readers, listeners, and donors. To buy Andrew Brown's book, The Chuggalug King and Other Stories, subscribe to, submit to, or learn more about Passager and its commitment to writers over 50, go to PassagerBooks.com. You can download Burning Bright from Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and various other podcast apps. For Kendra, Mary, Christine, Roseanne, and the rest of the Passenger staff, I'm John Shore. Thank you.